This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. I'm your host Gary Farrow. Hamilton City Council is holding a by-election in Hamilton East following the death of Councillor Margaret Forsyth. The aim of this program, taking place east each Wednesday between now and the 11th of August, allow, is to allow by-election candidates to inform you, the voter, about who they are and what they stand for. The key ground rule is the candidates are allowed a maximum of 15 minutes to answer my questions. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews, Horiana Henderson. Kia <laughs> I'm Gary, thank you for having me. First off, uh, Free FM's condolences uh, for the passing of your dad. Uh, you're speaking from Brisbane at the moment, which is why you're doing this uh, interview on the phone, isn't it? Uh, um, my father passed in Brisbane, but um, we were able to bring him home and take him to the family Urupa in the King Country. So I'm at home, but my um, my throat is not that well, so I thought I would keep my um, my what event going on in my throat to myself and and keep everyone safe. <laughs> yeah, or better better safe, eh? So yeah. t- tell us um, about thank you for that, though. right. Yeah. So tell us about your background. Um, uh, tell you about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, where my ancestral roots are, that my family comes from Aria and the King Country, that I currently live in Hamilton, and my name is Horiana Henderson. Um, I thank you, Gary, and also to many of the people of Hamilton who um, passed along their condolences after hearing um, that my father had passed. Um, we um, only just had his uh, tummy in the weekend on Friday last week, and so. Um, just getting back into life as normal, but it was quite a difficult time. And I um, just wanted to say thank you to the many people that were very kind to our family at that time. And we were really touched by um, those messages of support and, and aroha. Um, so a little bit about me. I'm a mum to three boys aged 9, 12 and 17. They're at primary, intermediate and high school. I've lived in the Hamilton East Ward for over 30 years. Uh, after uh, after a number of years as a stay-at-home mum, I decided to study and completed a Bachelor of Media Arts Communication and a National Diploma in Journalism at Wintech. I uh, won awards during that time, including Best Third Year Journalism Student, Second Year Best Writing Student, and received Hamilton Press Club's J School Rising Star Award. I was also a finalist for the Voyager Media Awards Student Journalist of the Year. Uh, as a journalist, I've written articles for the Waikato Times, New Zealand Herald, Stuff, The Spin-Off, and Hamilton News. After finishing my studies at Wintech, I completed a diploma in Tohu Paitahi at the University of Waikato. I've also spent some time working as a journalism tutor at Wintech, 
And journalism has taught me to ask hard questions and to hold those in power to account, which are skills I think will make me effective in council chambers. Why have you decided, <laughs> Horiana, to stand in the council by-election for Hamilton East? Yeah. Uh, one, I live in Hamilton East, have done so for over 30 years. I'm running because as a local resident, rate parent mum, I recognise the huge impact that council decisions have on people's everyday lives, household budgets, um, and I'm talking about things like the impact that compounding rate increases have on people that are on fixed incomes or struggling due to the financial impact of COVID or our decade-high inflation. Things like the proposed closure of the Brooklyn Road end of Five Crossroads, there's also the Cook Street um, cycleway projected to cost $12.5 million per kilometre. Uh, another issue that I'm not hearing many candidates talk about, but that I think is important, is the potential for the Three Waters Reform Program to lead to metered water in Hamilton, which is something that the community has already strongly rejected. Uh, I also feel that there are voices and perspectives missing from this council and I want to make sure that they are represented and heard. What has the current council elected in 2019 been doing well, do you think? Um, so, reversing its decision around Māori wards was something council did well. Many submitters to council in favour of Māori wards, including council's own Māngai Māori, Mana Whenua and uh, uh, Kingitanga representatives, Archbishop Sir David Moxon and Lady Today, T. Moxon and I made verbal submissions four times to council in favour of Māori wards. Even with such a strong demand by Māori to have Māori wards established, nerves were high in council chambers on decision day because the power to decide how Māori would be represented on council and within our city did not sit with Māori. It's my understanding that none of council's elected members identifies as Māori and they held the power over Tangata Whenua that day. The fact that council listened to the people and reversed its decision about Māori wards showed a willingness to listen and engage that hasn't always been apparent around other issues. It did take courage for, to publicly reverse their decision and that's something that, we should, that should be applauded. And in council chambers that day, that's exactly what I and many others did. We applauded their decision. What decisions has the current council made that you have not been happy with? Uh, um, so Hamilton City Council rates increases are reaching for the sky and are set to continue rising for at least the next two years. An 8.9% increase for the 2021 to 2022 year and compounding annual increases of 4.9% for the following two years. As a ratepayer and mum, I know how important it is to live within your means so that the rent or mortgage gets paid, food stays on the table, and the lights and heater can stay on in winter. As I've been out and about in the community, a number of people said to me, I have to live within my means, council should too. Financial and emotional distress is real for many among us, especially in light of the effects of COVID-19 on our local and global economy. Uh, if elected to city council, I will advocate in favour of reining in spending on expensive, nice-to-have projects so that council's reducing the city's debt and pressure on household budget. Uh, a good example of this would be the $12.5 million per kilometre Cook Street cycleway. Uh, Hamilton City Council is also proposing to close off the Brooklyn Road leg of Five Crossroads 
as part of the Eastern Cycleway. So 10,000 cars per day currently use Brooklyn Road. I've been in contact with a large number of residents now who have expressed anger and concern about the impact this will have on traffic congestion and about the impact of channeling those 10,000 vehicles down the neighbouring residential streets that were never designed for that volume. And a number of people I've heard from are questioning whether it's necessary or a good idea at all. Uh, Also, Council has waived the development contributions paid by property developers in the central city that they would normally have to pay to cover the costs of the additional infrastructure. So water, drainage, roading changes, etc., And this has been done to encourage the building of more high-density apartments in the CBD. So 28 Harwood, with its luxury apartments, is an example of this, where the price for a one-bedroom apartment starts at $780,000, a three-bedroom starts from nearly $1.2 million, and the two bespoke penthouse suites will be priced on application. Um, I think it's pretty fair to assume that a family currently occupying one of Hamilton's bursting emergency housing sites are not applying for one of 28 Harwood's bespoke penthouse suites. Six-storey property developers in the CBD, particularly those looking at supplying the luxury market and business to make money and lots of it, and their profits shouldn't be subsidised by the ratepayers of Hamilton if the developers aren't contributing to the additional infrastructure that their projects create. Where is this money coming from? Hamilton has a housing shortage, an affordability crisis, This waiver doesn't improve that situation and I think it would be better if council waived the development contributions for organisations that wanted to create social housing development. This would increase the housing stock and house those most in need of shelter while ensuring that ratepayer funds aren't boosting the profits of property developers. Staying on the subject of central city infrastructure, tell us your thoughts on the controversial Innovating Streets trial on Ross Trevor Street and Ward Street in the Hamilton CBD. Yep. Uh, I hold a Bachelor of Media Arts Communication, so I'm in favour of initiatives that bring more art and creativity to the city. I think that Boone is a really great example of how this can be done successfully. But most of the feedback I'm getting around Ward and Ross Trevor Streets uh, changes uh, from people that I've engaged with, however, has been really negative. The Innovating Streets Projects are an NZTA-sponsored initiative driven by an ideology that is about a lot more than just creating cool spaces in the city. The events that were held on Ross River Street and Ward Street were great, but they could have happened in any number of spaces in the city. Um, I've got a quote here from NZTA's Keeping Cities Moving Strategy. So, quote, uh, influencing travel, demand and transport choices. Changing behaviour may also require a mix of incentives and disincentives or push and pull factors to either discourage use of private vehicles by making them less attractive relative to other options or making people more aware of their options and incentivising them to try something new. This may include parking policies, road pricing, travel planning and education, end quote. Um, The Innovating Streets program is designed to slow traffic down and creates congestion. NZTA and Hamilton City Council as the initiators and adopters of the program are intentionally attempting to push drivers out of cars. This takes two things that I'm averse to having taken from Hamiltonians, choice and time. Providing safer cycling options for those who choose that mode of transport is important. I'm really uncomfortable, however, with our council and NZTA 
trying to deliberately make it harder for Hamiltonians who are just trying to get themselves and their families from point A to point B. Encouraging people to transition away from car dependency is good, but it should be done without coercion. As far as I'm concerned, coercive leadership is failed leadership. Council is proposing that we commit to $900 million in cycling infrastructure over 30 years and wants to spend $34 million on the Cook Street cycleway alone in the short term. With many residents still financially impacted by COVID-19, given our city's 300% debt-to-revenue ratio and with inflation being its highest in over a decade, can we afford this? If we can't, road price will road pricing and increased parking charges suddenly become attractive options used to fund these initiatives, which seems to be what the NZTA strategy is suggesting. And this brings us looping back to rates, I guess. I, um, you would be concerned about uh, rates rises because of the uh, modification of transport infrastructure? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, what are your priorities if you were to get a seat on council, Horiana? Yeah. If elected, I want to see and hear from the people to restore their confidence that they are represented that their lives and livelihoods matter and when they can't come to council, I want to see council coming to them in authentic ways. Council needs engagement processes that work. My next priority is to question and challenge the need for spending on big ticket items in light of the current financial environment and proposed rates increases. The last one is something I haven't commented on yet, although the decision has been made to have Māori wards in the next election. How that works and what it looks like will be decided as part of the upcoming representation review. Don't you think it would be nice to have a Māori voice contributing to decisions about Māori wards? That voice isn't currently one that's heard at council table and I would like to provide it. Nga mihi koutou. Lastly, why should residents of Hamilton vote for you? Uh, as I said, I um, want to hear from the people. I want to be seeing council connecting with the people and understanding the implications of council decisions on their lives. And I want to have their voices at council restore their confidence. And I want to be knowing that we are doing the very, making the very best choices around spending uh, public funds. And I know that I can bring uh, perspective and representation that doesn't currently exist on council. Thank you for coming on the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. Horiana Henderson. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/slash Free FM 89 to find out more.